Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. That guy down there is Hello, Governor. Chris Ford. <laughs> Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter, getting into the spirit of the episode. <laughs> and I say getting into the spirit, uh, pun intended, because since Harry Potter is a Christmas movie, we have decided that for Christmas, we would like to do some Harry Potter to Avatar The Last Airbender comparisons. So what you're witnessing today for Christmas, because it's a Christmas movie, is that we're going to take the main cast of Harry Potter, and we're going to ter- determine main main characters. Pardon me. That's true. It doesn't have to be the movies. Characters, book, or, or movies. Either one. And we're going to determine what type of bender they would be if they were in the Avatar universe. And Chris, just for you, I want to show this off because I know you'll appreciate it. McDonald's water, it, it just hits different. There's something about it. Something about that McDonald's I, water. Uh, as a person who's drinking plenty of the McDonald's water, I do not like the McDonald's water. It always just tastes like a hint of whatever other drink was used with it. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I like hitting. it. Is there's a little bit of Powerade in here, you know? Yeah. Or lemonade, maybe. Like Minute Maid lemonade. Usually lemonade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually the easiest one to disguise. Maybe it's like a splash of lemon. I think I, I think that's what makes it special. And then that McDonald's ice, It just there's something about it. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So that's my people drink. Would, will co- if people don't know, I used to work at McDonald's, and people would often say like that a Coke at McDonald's is different. It's different than a Coke anywhere else. Any any Coke out of machine anywhere, I like. I still like it, but if I, if you give me a choice between machine and a and like a can or a bottle, like I'm always gonna pick the can or the bottle, hundred percent. Uh, you know, I'll still drink it. I say that coincidentally. I actually, it's been like almost a year since I've had any soda, and I'm really proud. So actually, I wouldn't drink it. But if I wanted really? to, really, wow, yeah. Um, it wasn't, I mean, the thing is, I it wasn't a New I, Year's I don't resolution. Drink, I, it was just yeah. a random thing in the middle that coincidentally was like mid-January, and I was like, my teeth are bad. Uh, I wish that, uh, <laughs> like, you, you know how Chris Pratt lost a bunch of weight. He was like, oh, I just stopped drinking beer and, and stuff. I'm sure that's not what. Well, I'm sure that helped out, but like, I don't have that. Like, I'm just. <laughs> Chris is like, I already gave up all the stuff that makes people fat. I, I mean, I didn't. I, I love to eat ice cream, but I don't think that's that's not the big thing. You know, Chris, caffeine, I think, helps your me- metabolism. So maybe you got to give up beer and start drinking coffee. I'm sorry, man. That's how it goes. I mean, I don't drink. That's, oh, that's I my don't point. Drink. I don't. I don't. I don't drink beer. I don't drink coffee. I know. I so you got to you got to pick up the coffee pace. I'm sorry. That's okay. how it goes. I uh, I lost a little weight right at first, but then I basically just gained it right back using other things. So I just want to be like one of those podcasts where they like they kick off every episode and they're like, "Today I'm enjoying a uh, an IPA," and it's like, "No, we're gonna." Chris is like, "I'm gonna drink this Dasani water," and Sean's got a McDonald's water, and that's what we're that's our beverage of choice. Dasani is my go-to. Is that the Coke brand water? Right, Dasani. Uh, it is, yeah, but that's not. Oh, it's just. Right, not saying that's just why. The best, yeah. My go-to, you know what? Honestly, McDonald's water, and I personally, I think Sonic Ice is a little overrated. I think pieces of it get stuck in the mm. straw sometimes, and that really makes me mad. Mm. Yeah, okay. my that's wife fair. would vehemently disagree. All water <laughs> preferences aside, <laughs> now that we spent three minutes talking about water, Chris, let's talk about the characters. In Harry Potter, we've got nine of who we feel are essentially the most important or prominent characters. 
And we're going to assign each one of them a, a bender ship. And mm. I, I think that the most, like most things, your opinion is going to be more educated than mine. So I think that the intelligent... No, Sean. No, Sean, let, let me... I want to preface this by saying that. So we did one about the Justice League, right? In my opinion, well, in my opinion, not right, but we both know this. My opinion on Avatar, my logic on Avatar is, is great. It's unparalleled. Oh. That's why we <laughs> oh, have this <laughs> podcast. It's unparalleled. Oh. Um, in my in my logic of everything DC is like way, way, way comparatively mm-hmm. is is way more. Expensive. So I feel like that episode was uh, very much tailored towards me. This one should be more tailored towards you. I've never read the books. I've only okay. seen the movies, and I, and I love the movies. I've probably seen them each, I mean, at least three times. It's become kind of a yearly thing, where you kind of just watch mm-hmm. it. Um, it's I currently, I think it we're might currently be. in peak, uh, it, we call it a marathon, but it's essentially from Halloween, because they're simultaneously Halloween and Christmas Ooh, movies. So from Halloween true. to Christmas... <laughs> On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, when there's no good football on and we're not doing other things, this becomes during this time of year our like 30 minutes with dinner television. So we're in peak marathon season right now. Yeah, I uh, mean, my daughter just got finished watching like the first couple minutes of uh, Death of Hollows Part One. Oh man, so yeah, she's That's, yeah, she's she's been binging it. Gonna get she's scary on her real quick here. Gonna get scary. I mean, it already oh, yeah. did get then, scary on her. Oh yeah, in the last one she did get scared because when we were watching upstairs, which doesn't have, it's not the better TV, it doesn't have any type of surround sound or anything. And also, I just got a new surround sound sound bar and a not really surround sound, but sound bar and a subwoofer. I was like, wait, why are we watching this up here? We were watching up there because my baby son was was up there with us, but then I put him to bed. And I was like, no, let's go downstairs and watch it on the better TV. And then, and with the sound and stuff, like there was a moment in in. Uh, Half blood prints where the thing comes out of the water and attacks Harry. She's like, mm-hmm. ah, so good. It's good movie experience. It that's the scary part of the movie that makes it a Halloween movie. By the way, six movie yeah. is my favorite. That's my favorite of the movies and my favorite of the books. Not for the same reasons, though. Fun fact. Okay. Uh, I'll do my best. The books do a slightly better job of informing the characters, but the issues with books is that you do construe. You know, when I'm watching a movie and you're watching a movie. It's hard to interpret things wildly differently, you know, like tone and facial yeah. expression and whatnot. Like we're seeing the same thing, uh, but the issue with uh-huh. books is there's maybe a slightly more broad possible interpretation of character things. Probably won't impact much, but I'll do my best not to disappoint my wife because she might actually watch this one. No yes. promises. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started, Chris. In no real discernible order. I did. Well, start... this has to be the first one. Yeah, we we gotta just we gotta knock this one out right away. So you got Harry, the Gryffindor, who probably should have been in Slytherin. He is he's physically a. Adept... Should he have been in Slytherin? Yeah, didn't you? I, 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 no, I got that, but I thought the only part that was like, oh, he should be in Slytherin, was because he had part of Voldemort in him, and that was the part that was pushing him towards Slytherin. Or the, was he, he just? Had quote like quotes to him you would do well in Slytherin and then he repeats to him you would have done well in Slytherin so that hat to me is implying that there are traits in Harry that would have made him a good Slytherin right but 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 do the books say like oh he if he didn't because he kind of wished 
Cause that, that was the point in the, in the movie. It was like, oh, you're, you went to Gryffindor because you wanted to go to Gryffindor. Uh-huh. One thing, I call that the faulty system. Yeah, that's crap. That, if right that's the case. Nobody would ever go to Slytherin. <laughs> or Hufflepuff, for example. No, I'm just teasing. Not really teasing. Um, but I guess man, because Harry's special, he, he gets what he wants. <laughs> no, that's you're you're right. It like makes the point that the choice is the different. You know, we're defined by our choices, which is a nice message, even if it's a faulty faulty means. But just uh, the yeah. way the hat describes it in the book and in the movies, I don't think there's too much difference in there. Is implies to me that he has tangible traits that would have made him a successful Slytherin. Uh, I'm just, I just, implication. I just wasn't sure if if he what it. If the only reason why he went to Gryffindor was because he wanted to, or because the hat was like, "Oh, you can go to either one," and so I'll just, I'll just let you go to the, the one that you actually want to go to. I, I think there's a strong enough implication. Personally. I mean, both his parents are Gryffindor, right? I mean, I think so, but I don't actually know the answer to that. Oh my god, Sean, come on, that's like. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought you had better Harry Potter knowledge. Than we Sean. no, we all know that trivia is not Sean's strong point. I no, I don't actually know if they were Gryffindors. I just always assumed that they were, but like Lily was they really must smart. Have been, maybe she would have been a maybe she could have been a Ravenclaw, you know. And I think they that's why they would have been because I remember Hermione showing wait um, when when Harry was chosen as as a seeker. Hermione went to go show him a trophy of her dad, his dad, as a. Well, he could have been. I guess his head could have been anywhere. So I think that he definitely is. And I'm like 50 50 on if Lily was was that. But Lily would have fit like Hufflepuff because she was really nice, or Gryffindor just because, or or Ravenclaw because she was very sharp. But I'll have to look into that. Trivia is never going to be my strong suit. But I'm definitely going to slip because. Definitely with Slytherin because uh, when Harry is with his son and uh, he says like it sounds like what if I get Slytherin and he's like a great wizard you know one of your namesakes is was from Slytherin like you'll be you'll be fine. He uh, that's such an awkward name to give your child, but anyway, <laughs> different <laughs> argument for a different. <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> name for a child to have. Albus Severus. What a horrible name for a child. Getting to like that, your name is Harry. Like you get the most basic name. <laughs> and mom's is Ginny. <laughs> I know. It, it, my favorite part of all this actually is that Hermione's middle name is Jean, and for some reason that's so like uh, like Ronald, Billius, Weasley. Like those are all three names that aren't like super common in America, and it's kind of a funny name. And uh, but then I got to Hermione, and it's like Hermione Jean Granger, and there's just something funny about how like normal or American of a name Jean feels like in between those two other mm. names that definitely are not. <laughs> I don't. I laughed yeah. for a solid minute at Hermione's name. Uh, I think Jean J E A N might be spelled like John in other countries. That's a very fair point. I didn't think of it. I read it as Jean. It is spelled that way. It very well could be. Um, hey, I'll bite. Why not? Uh, so have you been maybe misreading this all the time? Is actually Hermione John? Although John is usually a male name. I've got to be honest. I don't even know where it says her full name in the books. I'm sure it does somewhere in some little pocket of of something. Yeah. This is something that I was unaware of until reading it on the uh, like when I get the picture from the Avatar wiki. 
Uh, Mm -hmm. I knew Ronald's was bilious because he alludes to it in one of the books about his uncle bilious. So that one wasn't a surprise. Um, All the other middle names. They didn't all, Hmm. they didn't all even have middle names when I was looking at the picture, at least not listed on the avatar dot uh, Harry Potter dot fandom, (laughs) which is just the Harry Potter version of the avatar wiki that we also use. Great site that fandom.com wikis. So, uh, All right, which bender is he? I think I think Harry's a firebender. It kind of fills his sort of inherently controversial nature. He does mm. kind of have an air of, of brashness and, and and fieriness to him, but he's also very just adept, right? He's not a he's not a bad wizard. He is very adept. He has he has a lot of abilities like i'm thinking of him being uh being a parcel tongue or just being very brazen um and things like that yeah. that make me feel like personality wise he is best suited to be a firebender i completely agree with you for all those reasons yeah i have firebender also um yeah there's something kind of rebellious about him he has this spark he has this this unyielding of like i don't but he gets into trouble there's, all the time. And that seems like there's a certain mission, not mission, but there's a certain drive that firebenders well, there's, have. That there's they certain, like part of it is the, the sort of negative perception. Like there's in the wizarding world, even when he's busy being a good guy, there's still lots of negative perception from the wizarding world around Harry about his sort of, again, his brazenness, his, his, his brashness, that is maybe unfair in the same way, but there's, I don't know. There's some Zuko in there, not just because of the scars, very different scars, but there, there is some Zuko as a, as a driven, as a driven character and a sort of inspired, motivated character in Harry. So that one was honestly, Harry is one of the easier ones for me to place. I I, I got that one. I honestly got that one immediately. Like you you wouldn't think that the main character would be fire. Right. But I did not, Nothing else came close to that. Like no, maybe this air, one came, but really that wasn't even close either. This one came the easiest to me. The rest, I, I have like honorable mentions on everything else. Yeah, uh, let's get to yeah. that next one here. We've got Ronald, <laughs> Ronald, Billius Weasley, Ronald Billius Weasley. I think this one was one of the harder ones to okay, place. So I, I'm pretty sure I broke whatever rules that I was setting in my head. My initial thing was just non-bender. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking Sokka. I was absolutely thinking Sokka. I was like, non-bender, he doesn't do it. He does. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's non-benders Ron, Ron all has... over. Why can't he be a non-bender? That might be fine. Yeah. <laughs> what? To me, Ron, Ron has that, that uh, insecurity that non-benders have. Right, like it's like, ah, oh, there's Harry, Hermione, like both of these people are like just amazing. Hermione is so smart. Harry's like the chosen one, and there's me. Like I feel like I am just, I am just comparing him to Sokka. <laughs> but he, That's all I've got to go off of is that Sokka, that lingering Sokka thing in my head. And he's not even yeah. comedic on purpose, like Sokka is. But there's like a general aloofness. To their yeah, characters. idle awareness. <laughs> is that is that what you're going to choose soon? Yeah. Or <laughs> I um, if you twist my arm though, like if we, I, so I I really would say non bender, but I actually did force myself to pick one. 
there there is a there's a there is stubbornness to Ron, and that's my one like that's the defining character trait to Ron, is that yeah. there is a lot of stubbornness that it is a big defining part of his character. Even when he grows and gets past things, it's begrudging and kind of painful. So for me, that signifies Earth, and that was about as close as I could pick hey, out. Sean, to... why are we so in unison so far? Yeah, I'm also with that Earth. Yeah, if I, I had to choose, it would be Earth. I would say that we're in unison because the the amount of character to character information given, you know, the movies cut a lot of things out, but they still build these characters like the right way, right? So even without the books, you're still you're still seeing the right stuff. So that yeah. would be that would be what I would say. Um, Hermione was a relatively easy one for me. I, I, I uh, not me. I feel like we're, I feel like we're now going to start having okay. uh, a couple different. Good. We're going to get Hermione. to okay. rename our podcast the Great Divide. Finally, <laughs> for me, it was I. I was trying to think of. There's something about Hermione that's like she's she's so gifted, offensively and defensively in terms of magic like she's good as a she's my mage in an rpg like she's good with the the attacking spells and the healing spells she's the everything that feels like a waterbender to me like just the the craft three for three sean nice (laughs) we never agree this much it just it suits her being so diversely useful in a way that the the healing stood out to me as like, oh, she is a support character, but then thinking about the way that Katara just absolutely attempts to cut pa- Master Paku into pieces with <laughs> with yeah. ice disc, like those types. She's not nearly the type. She's not at all the same type of character as Katara is, but there's just elements of Katara's offensive water bending game. I was like, that's exactly what Hermione would do. Yeah, she she's not she's not motherly. She's and Katara's not that studious. No. Um, no. Yeah. Hermione is it's very studious. Um I think with water, because I feel like I, I feel like water for some reason takes the most studying, right? Like there's a water beating scroll that takes like, oh, you gotta read this scroll, you gotta do the motions and stuff. There's healing, which is like you gotta take classes. That was the healing. big one for me is the healing. Like this really is an offense defense thing and Hermione really does do it all mm. that was huge for me was the healing choice like to me they're really of all the bending types water seems to be the one that is the most studious where you have to study like earth is just like we're not studying we're just let's go out it's a <laughs> let's, let's go out in the field throw around some rocks and, and you, you stand here i'm gonna roll this boulder at you and we'll see what happens okay it's a, exactly that's not her mind <laughs> I would say yeah. I, I'm just thinking of this right now as we speak, so it's not a developed idea. But another thing that comes to mind is the fact that uh, water is is so essential to life, and without Hermione, everybody would be dead all the time, always, mm-hmm. constantly. So there's another plus. There'd be nowhere without the actual protagonist of these books, who is Hermione Granger. <laughs> uh, water is, is life. Is, is that the way a lot of uh, people see it, is that she's an actual... You know how people be like, oh, if you look at it, Zuko's a real protagonist. So it's it's not to the, the extreme of the Zuko where there's like a, it's a little more of like a tongue in cheek case. But like if you ask me, it's like yeah, you know maybe they couldn't do it, maybe they couldn't do it without Harry, but they possibly could have stood a chance. 
But like with Hermione, they would have been dead here, 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 here. All right, there's book one. In book two, they'd be dead here, here, here. Um, so maybe not to the extent of Zuko, where it feels like there's a legitimate case, at least yeah. of like parallel protagonists, but like a tongue-in-cheek element of, yeah, she is the most important character in these books. But, yeah. you know, Dumbled- I mean, Katara's the same, like, Harry Potter. Aang would have died at the end of book two if it wasn't for, for, it wasn't for Katara. Um, Katara ended up winning that final Agni Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's she got them out the desert. She, yeah. So I Ron Ron saves them occasionally or provides like a support occasionally. Hermione straight up saves mm-hmm. them from dying. Like uh, not it's not just like on numerous like it's plural. It's multiple times per book. <laughs> she saves everybody's lives. So uh, yeah. very very integral character all right three for three not bad three for three that's interesting i think we're getting more challenging here i think we're about to get more challenging where do i go for hagrid hagrid i didn't even know if we should include him because you know he's not he's not a squib he's he's magical he has magic he uses magic but he's not super mad like he'd be like a a very underwhelming bender probably (laughs) the the Napoleon Dynamite character of of Airbenders, right. um, but... um, I'll I'll start because yeah, go ahead because I don't want people to think that I'm I'm get I'm just copying. Uh, I mean, they can I can I, get actually, it. but yeah, just to be just oh, I just dropped my water, but just to be safe, I'm gonna write mine down. I'll show it on screen. Okay, Man, uh, resilient water won't be the... glasses from McDonald's. It did not give it all. I'm so I'm so. I don't think it will be the same, but we'll see. I, I you know, um. I wanted to go with Earth at first, but that's not what I'm going to go with. Um, I only going with this. I'm not saying he'll be good at this, but I went with Firebending because one, he, he, he uh, I've seen him deal with fire a lot. But the first spell I think we see him do is is fire that the fireplace in the first book. Oh, good memory. Sorry, yeah. first, um Well, I, I, these are pretty fresh in my head. <laughs> A lot of it is. Oh, that's just um, an, an attentive detail. Yeah, and also he loves dragons. Like he oh. he loves dragons. Wishes had dragons. It's um, one place. But where I don't Hagrid think he will be the same. I don't think he will be a good firebender because that beard is not can do like he his beard has caught on fire before. Hmm. Like, uh, so there's nothing really personality wise. He's not good at magic though necessarily right so the idea that he could be a firebender and not a good firebender i'm totally fine with that you don't have to be good yeah. to be like for that to still be your your place yeah um i think person yeah personality wise i yeah uh it might not be the most fiery thing but oftentimes some characters don't really some firebenders don't really match their fire them being firebenders um or their bending uh element um, I, I almost wanted to go with Earth just because uh, that just he's big and he's he, like he he's not he's not jumping he's not going in any water I don't think he's air. Um, but anyway, yeah, but my choice was fire. I did, Chris. I didn't get past the initial thing. I said Earth. Um, I didn't get deep enough thought, but for all the reasons that you said, uh, I would argue I, that I, I went more personality wise. Where yeah, he, I, I do think Earth matches more personally. It's it's kind of a a 
a little bit more of linear. I don't know how to say this without sounding mean. I, I consider, I would say myself an earthbender because I'm resourceful and I do best in sort of a linear circumstance. Like, Sean, make this thing work, right? And it's probably not the it's not necessarily the most artistic or anything like that. It's just a feature, a function. And, and in, his, in Hagrid's case, he does have like the, the build, the feel. I, I stuck with earth, but I respect uh, 100% your your thoughts beyond that and again especially that parallels of he can be a firebender and just like magic if he may not be hyper adept at it there's there's worse benders all over the place uh so mad respect for your decision but i officially said her so i gotta i gotta dock us a point you know the earth, earth is a good point i think earth is good the more i'm thinking about it i mean earth was one of my initial things but um but he, he's i think people who love animals are probably more in the earth and he he really loves animals. He just so had that Earth Kingdomness yeah. to him, maybe more than anything. I'll give us a half oh, point yeah. if you stopped on there at your at your halfway. I'll give us a half point, three and a half. I I didn't know we were keeping score before we started, but since we started well, that inspired <laughs> me to keep score. Yeah, Minerva McGonagall, aka the the head nun lady from Sister Act. Sister Mary, I really do love Sister Mary Clarence. No, no, Sister Mary Clarence was that is Whoopi. That's Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I don't know her Sister, I don't remember. I don't know. I felt terrible. Great movies though. Go watch them. I don't love the first one, although first one's probably also good. But the second one's like such a different one. Um, I, I love the second one. Like it's weird. Well, they're, I, they're I good in different memory. ways. I the, yeah. the 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 second one feels always felt less serious to me which appeals to me oh without a doubt uh the first one feels more serious so i, I would imagine maybe it was critically better even if it's not better in our eyes uh but that's just i my, love the music my best guess in in the second the second one like i could just listen to the the two songs that they do you know they do uh joyful joy wait yeah they do yeah oh and lauren hill like oh that, that was <laughs> like it was lauren hill before she was lauren hill you're not um, supposed to be crying in a sister act movie, but you listen to him practicing in the church in there, and you're like, "Yeah, singing the, his eyes on Sparrow." And then uh, when that shy guy does, um, "Oh Happy Day," right? He's all quiet, like, "Oh Happy Day." Oh, happy. and then she and gives him the talking to and snaps him out of his oh, phone. Happy day. Yeah, and he's like, "Witches Forget Harry and Potter. Let's start talking about sister <laughs> act, man. This is. A- and then he hits that high note that Noah can hit. When Jesus, <laughs> and then she turns around like, "What?" And the whole crowd is cheering. To be he's fair, into it. He's grooving. This is not the first time we've mentioned Sister Act on this show either. It's not a John Mulaney reference, <laughs> but it's definitely not the <laughs> first right. time, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Uh, oh, now I want to watch Sister Act too. I I think we should. I absolutely think we should. This one, which which bending were all the characters of Sister Sister Mary Clarence the Firebender? Absolutely. Oh, whoa, without a doubt. Absolutely. Las Vegas shows she her is a firecracker yeah. is what she is. <laughs> I, I like at the end there where they're like, "Hey, you're not a real nun, right?" Yeah, and then and I hear you're a Las Vegas showgirl, and she's like, "Jamal, I was not a Las Vegas showgirl. I." was a headliner and like oh <laughs> <laughs> you know how nuns behave <laughs> yeah. 
Great movies. Great movies. Oh god, I did not expect us to go down this. <laughs> I did not either, but it's but, really hard. That's the only I know she's this whoever this lady is. She's in I, Downton Abbey. I, that's probably her biggest claim right now. I and I don't know actresses. Chris, you know I don't know actresses. I don't know what else she's in. I know that she's very popular <laughs> and she's been in lots of great things. It's just the two that I do know are <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. and Suspect. Uh, uh this one I do you want to go first again? I can write mine down. Uh, sure. I had I had trouble with this one. I don't know this character. I, I did too. I had more issues with this one. I don't think I know her as well. I don't even like I wrote down a pick. I don't even like it. I'm gonna switch it probably. Um she she was hard to I think to pin down. You know, she's nope, I'm going with Earth. That was my pick. I wrote it down. I think she she doesn't have a stubbornness to her, but she has a stoicness sort of to her. She has like this consistent um pun intended, she's grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah. She's she's depend oh, that's not really an earth being quality necessarily, mm-hmm. but oh, there's something about the earth that I think she doesn't to me she doesn't come off fiery. She doesn't come off as an Airhead or like free or anything like that. If she's, she's an airbender, she, she would definitely be more like Tenzin and less like a good airbender. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she would definitely be like Tenzin. Um, if for some reason water's just not flowing with me. Uh, uh, that, hey, the funny pun there. I did. I picked water for her. Okay. Is is there any it, chance that was like your second choice? Is that? That was my second choice okay. was water. For the same reasons, and I'm not really even going to bother to repeat them, she might be less intelligent than Hermione, but she shares a lot of Hermione traits mm-hmm. in the same way of the later books. Yeah. This this could be a place where the books maybe do a little better job. You just get a little more detail of making her magic craft feel extremely high-end in like a similar way to Hermione and maybe you don't quite get that as much in the books, especially in the later one with lots of combat and stuff. But like when she's fighting Snape in the, what is that? The seven, seven part one or part two, seven part two in the movie. I would think I'm not sure. And she's like timid at one. first, but then anyway. she just start whoop, starts whooping his ass. Uh, like yeah. when she starts up, but I think you get a better sense of her magic craft being extremely high end, maybe in the books. And that reminded me of Hermione. So um, I, I went with water again. I didn't really think past it. There was just enough similarities mm-hmm. there that that's where I stuck. Yeah. Earth would have been my number two for all the reasons you mentioned. Yeah. Um, funny in, in watching this last in watching one, whatever the movie was where Hermione has that time traveling thing. And she's like, Ron, uh, Harry's like, where'd you get this? And he's like, Oh, I got it from Miss McGonagall. Like in my head, her and Miss McGonagall have this, this uh, mentorship that's not explored, but it's only explored in the background. That and it, I kind of like that. There's sort of an air of mystery to it that leaves it open to like, what are they really talking about? Like they, they've not. Like, why would she similar. give her this this thing that seems like time travel? She must really trust her. They must have some rapport built up together that she doesn't have with any other students. And it's obviously a very huge, important deal. So yeah, it's kind of messed up. We we just uh, we are most of the way through the third one in our binge, in our binge session currently. Yeah, uh, I would say that she was one of the harder ones. So I kind of 
sold out and just defaulted to that Hermione similarity and just being yeah. uh, very excellent at a diverse range of crafts, like a very versatile offensively, yeah. defensively. A little harder one. Um, next one. Albus Dumbledore. You going first or am I going first? Uh, you go ahead and go. This one was hard at first, but once I landed on an answer, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything else. Like once I got to mm, the answer that I got to, I couldn't think of anything besides air after I kind of landed on it initially. It took me a minute, uh, but when I got over the hump, I was like, you know what? It does, it does fit. Like violence is always like, he is very powerful and we've seen other airbenders like in the Kyoshi novels uh, being extremely yeah. powerful and but like violence is kind of his second resort he is extremely gifted uh, he is very studious but also he doesn't really abide by any sort of outside principles like he's always doing whether it's for mm -hmm. good or bad in his past he's always kind of doing what he thinks is best or kind of following his own sort of internal code that made me think of like an air nomad code uh he he was the I was also just excited at this point. We hadn't really used air yet. So I was kind of just excited to get to somebody like, Hey, this feels like the <laughs> best kind of fit for an airbender. I agree. Yeah. I'm with air also. He, <laughs> he has this like, especially in the later movies, he has this strange, uh, kind of nonconformist. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very nonconformist. He has this strange, just and talking people talks in a roundabout way, not direct. <laughs> He's not very direct. Um, and, and the way he, I feel like problem solves is not direct. Like he went through, I feel like so much shenanigans, I guess to, to piece people in the right place. Like Severus, like, Hey, you're going to kill me. It's cool though. Eventually, we'll figure it. Like, like it wasn't listen, a direct. It's already going answer. downhill. You just do it, and you don't have to lose any sleep over it. <laughs> that yeah. feels like a he's not trying. Yeah, to me, he's not trying to like outpower people. He's trying to uh, out outsmart them and strategize them. Um, and then that seems the most airbender ish. It it is. It's really a. I'm still going to like, I'm going to win with magic. It's not going to be purely defensive. It's not going to be purely violent. It's not going to be what you expect, but mm -hmm. I am going to win. And and that yeah. feels like Aang to me. I mean, that feels a lot like Aang. Yeah. Uh, my second choice, which wasn't really close, but it was fire. He just had, he, to me, he had one thing, a lot of magicians, I feel like do stuff with fire, but he does like right. big, huge spells with fire. Um, he has the Phoenix, which seems to be, um, seems to be a some symbol of his, and uh, Ophir was a, a a second choice, but Air was a was was kind of always the main choice. I admit I didn't think too hard about a second choice. Like I said, after I landed on Air, I didn't think yeah. too far. But Fire, nothing would like give credence to him being essentially like the most powerful wizard ever. Quite yeah. like being a really amazing <laughs> firebender has so, that when... kind of grandeur to it. When so when Harry is in, I think it's Chamber Secrets. Chamber Secrets, yes. Um, someone, uh, whoever the Tom Riddle was, was like Voldemort's the most powerful wizard ever. Is like no, Dumbledore's the most powerful wizard ever. And then the Phoenix scene comes in there. 
because he showed great loyalty to Dumbledore. I'm like, hey, you don't know anything. Like, you're, you're not dumb until probably the second to last week. You're like, how did you guys do this? And everyone's like, it's magic, Harry. Like, You've been a wizard stop for acting. a year and a half, Harry. Why don't you chill out on the wild gesticulations? <laughs> Like some, like hey, you don't know. There could be more powerful people. All you know are the people at the school. There are other schools. There's a whole world of wizards, Harry, that you don't know about. That's part of the what that that kind of blind loyalty, though, is kind of what gives, say, books five and six in particular, uh, and in seven, maybe that little extra pizzazz. Where wait, you know, it's not the kind of book where you really expect a horrifying plot twist or anything. But at least give some credence to the idea of like, hey, maybe it wasn't a great idea to be blindly loyal to it. Like, it's like planting a seed of that. So it's not mm-hmm. a big thing. But I do think that that us being aware of like, you know, Harry, that is kind of stupid for you just to spit that out <laughs> right now when he all he is to you is a hundred year old man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think being aware of that does add some spice to the last mm-hmm. three books in particular. Probably not a hot take, but something worth considering. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's do Severus Snape. Severus. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> uh, for Snape, you know, Snape is, he, he's I'll fluid write, in a way. Write, I'm going to write mine down again. Okay. I should have, yeah, I should have got a whiteboard and wrote, wrote just, mine It down. feels That'd more kind genuine of cool. when I write it down. It, 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 it would have felt like, you know, um, the Newlywed game. Yeah, yeah, where we're trying to match. Yeah. Next time we compare, uh, when we compare <laughs> sister act characters to bending styles, we will do a newlywed game style. I'll have my wife moderate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So Snape is uh. To me, he can be deadly. Um. But he can. But he's he's very adaptable. He. He um. He, he, he's very studious also. So anyway, I'm getting to this is that he's water. He's very adaptable. You know, water can take any different shapes, any different um, form of, not form of matter, form of, maybe that's the right term. What do you, uh, anyway. Like states, matter, states of matter where it's solid. Liquid. States of matter. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, to me, water bidding is like the second deadliest of of the bending elements, it feels that way. I mean, you know, there's blood, you know, blood bending. Water, you can just turn into spikes, and it's just can be. For some reason, to me, it seems more deadly. Like, it, and in its deadliest moments, to me, it's deadlier than earth bending and deadlier than air bending. Not as deadly as fire bending, um, but uh, water is definitely. Also, water has like healing properties. I feel like Snape has you know, some of these. He's just, he's just a uh, very. Uh, adaptable. I gotta. So I gotta be honest here. I started with something that does not match yours, but now I want to change my answer. So I, <laughs> I, I started with fire because I thought okay. Snape would be that kind of misunderstood. Like he mm, looks evil. Yeah. He likes the dark arts. He likes the scary stuff. But then he would be just doing incredible, like unheard of things in a, in a way that most firebenders wouldn't touch. Like he'd be the guy figuring out how to lava bend or how to lightning bend. Um, that would be that sort of studious extra level of misunderstood you think kind he, of crazy person. You think he would be like the Iroh of 
of the of the universe to an extent uh you know obviously the I mean, he stories was a death have, eater yeah like how did he become a death eater anyway uh, I, I I would gesture to say that like poor choices at school and being in Slytherin and just trying to find a place and, where and hey people Harry, hate me Harry, Harry's dad keeps yeah keeps bullying him like people people hate me and I'm just trying to find a place where I don't really have to fit in if I can just be really yeah. good at something and so the lava bending kind of hit me first is like he'd be the kind of person that would figure out lava bending uh, but what you As said a firebender. Uh, Oh, you're right. As well, Sean, use your brain. Um, yeah. See, I'm not even. I don't... <laughs> he's no. See, he's gonna he's gonna discover the crossover. Um, okay. Does Roku does Roku lava bend? Or are we just assuming well, that's because he is the Avatar? No, he, he, and he's the Avatar. So yeah. that, initially, when the, when the series first started, but we saw lava benders. We only saw two. Well, three. Yoshi. Um... Ah, why am I blanking on his name? Rosukin. Uh, no, not Coop. Yeah, Rosukin, but his real name. <laughs> I don't remember his name either. Uh, Ray, Z- oh my god. Z- 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 Zito. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roku, Zito, and K- Kyoshi Lava Ben. And so, well, now I think about it, I guess people didn't really quake Kyoshi Lava Ben, but she was when she separated Kyoshi Island. But we only saw, uh, really saw those two firebenders. And so people just is assumed, separating oh, Kyoshi Island, is that Lava Bending? <laughs> Well, lava comes up. Oh, I just assumed I, I, that that was because she just like broke the plates and the pressure, like she was just straight up earthbending, and then that could be it too. Just really, it I, could be it. How would we ever prove it, anything? It's that's that's what that's how it looked to me. Okay, but in, in hindsight, I'm thinking, oh, maybe she actually was lava bending. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so people just assumed that only people who could lava bend were firebenders, and that was until Legend of Korra. You know, defined lava bender as a person as an earth bender, and that makes more logical sense because lava is not. You're just you're just fire, heating it up really, really. really. Yeah, and since yeah. I, okay, nope, that makes perfect sense. I'm being stupid. I wrote down fire. I got to be honest, but I want to change my answer because you and I both know damn well that Snape would be a blood a blood bender. Oh yeah, he would absolutely. <laughs> so listen, I wrote it down. I'm gonna be, but I'm changing my answer. He is water. And he is the most evil kind of water, but then he would find ways to like use it for good, but also still torture people, kind of. <laughs> because bloodbending isn't to me. Bloodbending can be great. Like you can you can slow people if people have high blood pressure and they're about to like have a heart attack. You can slow that down. You can that plays into this uh, whole misunderstood. Like yeah, he's he's crazy person. He's a madman, but no, he's not. He could probably like think of like how Suyin metal bended the poison out and that was metal bending so it was earth bending but like he would do that with water like he would just pull the ice out of your body and kill you that way yeah. or some just crazy crap like that so i yeah, I'm, think if, of what give me a mulligan i'm changing my answer you've got it <laughs> here it's water for sure if yeah. i'm if i'm allowed a mulligan I, I, i'll allow it I'll, watch yourself mccoy that's my one mulligan never again and I think we've got. Oh, I forgot we did Draco. <laughs> I think uh, I think we've got two. What? I think we've got okay. two left here, if I'm Let's not mistaken. Here. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do Draco for some reason. I forgot all about Draco. Uh, so you go. Oh no, don't go first, because then I might just end up copying yours. Okay. That's um, yeah, I honestly down, or just go from the gut. <clears throat> go go with what you feel. My gut is is firebending, right? He to me, he's like. 
book one Zuko, but he never grows. He's he's Admiral Zhao or Captain Zhao or Lieutenant Zhao or whatever yes. the hell his which name is, is. Which is fitting yeah. because... <laughs> because uh, Are you proud that I remember? Isaac? Yeah. Uh, uh, Isaac... Why can't I think of his... I want to say Hayes, but that's definitely not. No, not Hayes. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? I don't know what it is, but he's Lucius is his dad. Yes. And that's the Zhao voice actor. And I'm going to say it out loud because I'm proud because I remembered. Chris, I went fire too. And for the same reasons you went here is that he's, he's a stereotypical firebird. Like he's the firebender that gives firebenders the shitty name or that when guys like him get to be in charge and grow to be in charge, then the fire nation becomes assholes. Like he's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was a uh, he was he, pretty easy for me in that regard. Hey, this is gonna bother me. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, he Zhao. That's a really good, a really good comparison. And I'm going to look up his name because I'm mad that I don't that I can't think of his name. Uh, Zhao voice actor uh, Sajvie. Dang it. Why is that? I wish. I mean, as soon as you say it, I'm sure we'll both just be like, duh. But Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Lucius Malfoy and the Captain Lieutenant Admiral Zhao voice. Zhao the Conqueror. Yeah. But no, great comparison. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, to me, he doesn't, probably doesn't understand magic. Like he, he thinks of it just as a way to further his own goals. Um, and you know, yeah, Zhao doesn't doesn't respect the spirits. He doesn't respect um, firebending. He's he's, a, he's just a lackey for for people who he think he should be um, at, at impressing. He's a singular. He's like if you were to just go to the gym and lift blindly and do like the few things that you were good at. <laughs> And so maybe you got really good at one of those two things. Maybe even come out like kind of shapely and stuff. But like you don't have any depth of knowledge about what you did or why you did it or what would be better or like just that he's that he's that guy at the gym. So he was a little bit easier to place. It's a little superficial, but there's also like yeah. he does. There's not a ton to work with. He's not magically <clears throat> all that gifted until like the sixth book. He finally shows some aptitude, and <clears throat> he's he's not a deep character again until like the sixth book maybe the seventh yeah sixth so yeah he is a superficial guy didn't spend a lot of time last but not oh, least oh yeah we forgot about he who shall now be named uh, AKA... or Chris calls him <laughs> magic hitler magic it's magic. like magic mike but 100% less stripping and, and nobody 100% more hitler lots of people like magic mike Nobody wants Magic Hitler. <laughs> at least nobody we're gonna reconcile with here. Chris, this was probably the hardest one for me. I I wanted to break my own rules again. I wanted to say that he's the mm-hmm. Avatar or that he's the Dark Avatar. Seems more fitting, right? That he's the Dark Avatar. Uh, I wanted so, to say uh, that he's a Spirit Bender, but actually the spiritual side. I wanted to say he's a Spirit Bender just to make him unique, but the spiritual yeah. side is kind of the part that he maybe ignores and that sort of frankly like screws him in the end as he's sort of unaware of that that next level of depth so that didn't fit uh 
I mean, Dark Avatar is what I really want to say, but I won't. <laughs> I won't say it. This was an easy choice for me. Oh, no kidding? <clears throat> Let me write mine down yeah, and then you be... go first. Okay, all right. No, you go You go ahead and go first. Okay, oh, okay. Wait. So this was the easy choice because of just the parallels that he has with Harry, and that was the easy choice for Harry. Like Once I knew that, all right, Harry's a firebender. To me, they went, to me, they went, okay, well, Voldemort's a firebender. Like, they have such this dichotomy with each other, and Voldemort has that drive, that passion to push the boundaries, to push what is is normal. Like, when, when Fire Lord um, Sozin is talking to Avatar Roku, he's like, we've, you know, the, the Four Nations, you know, we the Fire Nation has lived prosperous these last years, like, what if we could share that with the world? Like that, asking the questions that shouldn't be, well, actually, that's not that bad. I just want to that sounds, that sounds good on face value. <laughs> but that wasn't, that really wasn't the, that was the question he posed, but the real question was, what if I united the world as one? Like that was the question, right? When you, when you ask forbidden questions, right? Like Tom Riddle asking like, what if you could escape death? Like, what if this and this, like, these things lead down dark paths? Like, that drive and, and determination to me is very Fire Nation y. Um, don't be mad. I, so I, I think you, I, I agree with you. I wrote what I wrote down, I wrote down two, and I'm having a hard time narrowing with one. I do agree with you that fire feels like, like the obvious choice. But the other one I wrote down, I, I put down Earth and the, only yeah. thing the character wise it doesn't fit nearly as well as fire for all the reasons that you've just described but I was like Voldemort's whole thing is sort of accomplishing new magical feats that no one has ever mm. like done or experienced before so it really does feel like I was thinking about metal bending honestly but it really does feel like he'd be the guy to discover like metal bending and lava bending and some other crazy kind of like terraforming garbage. <laughs> like he just, yeah. <laughs> uh, so character wise, it doesn't fit, but there's something about earth. I was like, he'd be the guy that would discover all these other crazy types. But then again, you could, uh, you know, maybe he'd be the guy that figured out lightning bending or some other kind of fire bending that we haven't even touched yet. Cause we'd like to think there's a future beyond the legend of Korra. Um, mm. So I, I did write down both. But I will absolutely defer to the idea that character-wise, it does fit that the Firebender drive. Uh, it does parallel Harry for, I mean, obvious obvious reasons. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. I I really wanted just to say that he's the Dark Avatar, but it's, <laughs> he's, he's the uh, he's the uh, well. Now I'm going to say him backwards. He's the Vatu, right? Which one's yeah, the Dark? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Vatu. Okay. Well, Vatu's the the spirit. Uh, Unalog is the right. Is the is, is the, the actual guy? Yeah. So he's, he's Vatu. Yeah, he's Unavatu bonded together. And then even a part of me was intrigued by the idea of uh, air, like because he was such a a prodigy in school. Like he was very studious, and th- so even water fire he could be kind of this fallen angel. Mm of all this immense talent and knowledge and studiousness, but then turn bad kind of has some neat appeal to it. Uh, I don't know. I like, I deliberated for a really long time on, on all of them. Ultimately character wise, I, I think that your answer is the right answer. And I would 
I would defect to that. Yeah. We were, I think we were surprisingly very <sighs> close on these things. Like our, our Justice League one is, is, uh, is a lot more off. Yeah, I, so I cheated on this one, so I'm going to count. Draco is easy, so that's one clear one. Uh, Severus, I'm using my mulligan on Severus because you nailed that one, so we'll say two there. Um, what did we say? We both picked we were air for Dumbledore at three. Yeah. McGonagall, four, was, water? I you think picked water. water? Yeah. No, I think I picked earth. Yeah, I picked Oh, earth. that was a waffler. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hagrid and Minerva were wafflers. So we got like six out of nine that I feel comfortable yeah. saying, like, all right, we were we were there. And even the other ones, you know, there's, I love Harry Potter. It is my favorite. Like it's my, there's, there's castles back here to prove it. <laughs> They're not like the most deep characters in, in the world. And that helps a little bit, uh, <laughs> right? It, it does help create a little, that's maybe why like Riddle, Tom Riddle and Voldemort is so hard is because there actually is like a weird dichotomous background for him. And, mm. but uh, overall there is a generally natural seeming fit for all these people. Yeah. Surprisingly, but, the next movie comes out in um, <clears throat> in April, I think. Yeah. yeah, it throws off the timeline. I'm sure that I will watch it, and I'm sure that it will be fine. And that's about all I'm willing to say. I Listen, I still liked the first Fantastic Beasts movie. I thought it was very cute. It's you loved this, it. You, I did, uh, yeah. it's. I, I, still, I, didn't, I didn't watch with it, but you gave it very high praise. And then I watched it. I was like, yeah. No, when fun. I watch it to this day, I'm very, I'm very amused by it. Like, I'm charmed. I enjoy it. I think it does a yeah. nice job. Uh, but that second one just it can still be like an average movie. Like it could be totally okay. And I stand by that, but it's such a, like a confidence breaker, even as an mm, average movie, okay. it just, it really hurts like your confidence in the trajectory. I think and, I liked them about the same. I probably, I think, I think I probably enjoyed the second one more just because there's more, there's Dumbledore in it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you're going to find in the big picture, Chris, that when when the whole thing is said and done, that we're going to look back on the second one and it's going to be very meaningless. It's not going to move anything <laughs> whatsoever. It's going to well, be... And, and then they're still keeping the Fantastic Beast model for some reason. Like on the logo, yeah, on the logo for the new one, it's like Fantastic Beast. Yeah. The Secrets of Dumbledore. It's, <laughs> and it's, like, it's pretty strange. You guys should have just dropped that fantastic like you can just name each one a different title and we'll get it yeah it's fine we're not (laughs) we're not oblivious but uh no whatever i'm sure it'll be fine i think in the grand scheme of things we'll look back at the second one hopefully we look back and say that's the worst one i think at least we'll look back and say hey not a whole lot moved in that one it's worth remembering i think originally this was slated to be like a three movie series and then it became like a five movie thing Mm and became like so somewhere there's some filler. <laughs> yeah, milk this. <laughs> right. I think the last two Harry Potter movies made a billion dollars each. And I still, no, I would no. argue that they those, could have made that much. I don't think they made that much. I would argue that those you could have had. I, They're kind of long. They are pretty long, and I don't. I don't know how I would put them together, and I totally, I'm totally fine that they didn't put them together. But they that I wish it would have just been one. Quite frankly, I've yeah. never cared for that that weird sequel, that or finale well, they, splitting they, habit that Hollywood got into for young adult books. Yeah, series they did for that. Yeah, they did that with Hunger Games. And uh, was it like the Allegiant Divergent? But then the second part of the 
finale oh, never even they came ne- out. They, they never finished. They just it. never did because nobody wants that. Damn it! Just make one movie hey, and get it over with. Yeah. I read the director books. I li- I like them a lot. I like them more than the. Man, I used to read a lot more. Um, not really a lot more, <laughs> but uh, I, I like the Divergent books more than the Hunger Games books. This is a weird time to bring it up, but just before I forget, Chris, did you notice in the third movie that uh, Dean Thomas, who is the lone black kid in the movies, I don't know if there's a better way to put that. There's maybe other black kids in there, but he's the he's the black kid who is actually a character that plays a role that we know. Uh, but in the third movie, for some reason, first of all, it's a different actor so than it was previously. And then it goes back to the original actor. So it kind of sticks out in that sense. And then also they yeah. give him all of these oddly ominous lines in the movie. So, like, first he has this line about the Grimm in Harry's teacup. And then later he has the line about Sirius Black, uh, uh, like escaping to mentors and some people saying that he's a ghost or something like, like, like very odd, ominous lines. Like he doesn't get normal lines in that movie. And so I just like offhanded made a comment after his ominous, serious black lines. I was like, man, they gave that kid some serious black lines. And then I looked at her. I was like, I don't know if I realized just how funny that was until after I said it and thought about it more and more. <laughs> It just, if you, it sounds like you just made it through the third one, but if you watch, like, they just, all the serious lines, they're like, all right, let's, like, let's make that kid say them. Yeah. They, uh, I haven't been watching them a lot because my daughter's been kind of bitching behind my back. Awesome. <clears throat> they do. He goes <laughs> yeah. back to the previous actor, though, like, either one or two <laughs> movies. Okay. I thought either he was the same one. Movies. I mean, there's two, there's, there's two black kids. There's the one who's the announcer, the commentator. On oh, the you're right. That's Lee Jordan. And then, and okay. Then, and then there's the that one. Deton. Who is later on, on how to get away with murder, and then a show on uh, Apple Club Foundation. And that's the one who does most of the movies. But this kid that's in the third yeah. one is either there for either one or two movies. And like, there's just mm. a couple of things about, like I said, him being first of all, like a different actor that it kind of sticks out and then having just yeah. any weird line that nobody else wants to deliver. They feed to that poor kid. Oh, poor kid. I know. <laughs> Listen, this kid's really good at delivering bad news. Um, no, no, interesting nugget and odd joke that came out of my mouth and turned out to be funnier than it had any right to be. Um, Hey, thanks for watching our, Harry Potter characters as benders episode. We hope you enjoyed this little oddity as we celebrate Christmas movies in December. Chris, thanks for joining me ad hoc. I know it's kind of last minute, but it's a great idea. And I think we get back to regular stuff or at least regular ish stuff next week. We'll see you next time. Thank you all so much for watching. Was that a burp or a groan? Groan. Groan. Yeah. Old man groan. Got it. All right. Thank you all very much. We'll see you next week. Harry Potter! <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Uh, when uh, the microphone's still on, everybody's still listening to this, but when Draco <laughs> Malfoy pronounces Potter, but he gets like that big wind up first, he's like, Potter! And that's, that's my favorite. Okay, everybody, the, the music's over, so we'll see you next time. <laughs>